It's the final show. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Are we allowed to sing this? Do we have copyright for this? Are we allowed to do this? <laughs> oh, school! Salutations and welcome to another episode of the Native Immigrants. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hello! For the final time this season is that introduction. So sad slash relieved. Yeah, I think for, for, you know, a lot of our listeners, there will be a lot of like crying into pillows and... Uh, you know, eating lots of Ben and Jerry's ice cream while just wearing pajamas all day, not shaving, like not life. showering, <laughs> uh, for the end of this show. Uh, but I, you know, for us, you and I specifically, mm-hmm. there's going to be a proper like, you know, these happy days are yours and my happy days. It's like the end, you know, like when school holidays are about to start. Exactly. End of term, and you're like, woohoo! But, it, but at a school that you like, you know, really enjoy and really want to be at, and you enjoy going yeah. out every day. But you'd love that summer break because it's a chance to not have to do any homework, yeah, not have to do any tutoring, obviously because yeah. we're Asians. Uh, and do all the extra out-of-school activities that they kind of do. Yes. You know. So that's basically homework is research. Yes. Tutoring and all that stuff is the actual podcast. Yes. And then the extra work is you doing all the editing. Exactly. Exactly. And the final exam is in putting it out and promoing that shit. Yes. And then waiting for the results. Is <laughs> you lot listening. Exactly. And us like number watching. You've had one listen for this week. <laughs> Thank you so much, Guy. Um, yeah, so this is our final show of season three, uh, one of our longest seasons. I mean, we've only had three seasons. It is the longest season. This is the longest season because we started it, uh, fairly early this year, decided that we were going to go ahead and do it on a weekly basis compared to the bi-weekly last year. Because we were like, well, it's lockdown. What the fuck else are we going to do? Yes. Not realizing the the challenges and the perils <laughs> that come with putting a podcast out whilst working from home and co-parenting. <gasps> so really should have thought it through. Yes. But by then we'd already signed up for... I mean, the when did we ever think... The first season, I was half dead during my pregnancy. The mm. second season, we were both half dead from parenting for the first year. And we were so inconsistent because, you know... That's just how things are. But people still listen. And they listened, yeah. You stuck with us and we love you for it. And then this season, we've actually been quite consistent. Yes, indeed. We haven't been half dead most of the time. Mm. And, you know, it's been... It's been good. It's been really good. Some great content. Obviously, not you know tooting any horns or anything. Or, yes, we know. are. Doot, doot. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Let me dust that shit off my shoulder. Um, but it's You've got shit on your shoulder. That's such a such a um, that's such a that's such a mum response. That's such a soccer mom response, basically. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so hilarious, but I'm just imagining them like you know, like like a pooper emoji. <laughs> Is that supposed to be good luck though? Isn't it? Isn't like a pigeon crapping on you supposed to be good luck? 
Yeah, but you didn't specify what kind of shit you had on you, so... I'm I mean, just... I'm not going to, like, fucking, <laughs> like, shoulder tackle a fucking manure factory and shit, am I? We're just going to, like... A turd sitting on you. <laughs> yeah, and I just walk around and you're like, what are you doing there? Why is, is, that, is, that, is that a turd in your shoulder? Yeah, and? Like, what, and what is it to you, bruv? I'm making a, you know, a statement. I'm expressing myself um, in a different way. In a time now where you can be whatever you want, why can't I have a shit on my shoulder? Why is that? So, why is that so wrong? And it's one of those things where I would like, you know, to the ends of the earth, I would defend myself against everyone, all the outcries of people on social media and stuff, saying this is ridiculous, this is wrong, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. It's not even like hygienic, you know. What about the health and safety? We're living in a pandemic and all this kind of shit. And I'd be like, yeah, and <laughs> you know, like that that horrible petulant little child in the playground. Who's just like walks around with a shit on his shoulder. I'd like to hope <laughs> no, that we never send bugs know, to a school like there's that. There's something like the, you know, if you like had something on you like by accident, and you'd be like, oh, you know, that's like you've got, I don't know, like some mud on your trousers or whatever, yeah. and be like, and yeah, I put it there on purpose and whatever, and yeah. you're like, I mean, I was just saying something so you could go and clean yourself off a little bit, but here you go, fine yeah. then. <laughs> you keep your turd on your shoulder. <laughs> I mean, the world is one massive playground, and everyone's trying to. You know, make their way in life, trying to take each other on as such. So, yeah, I'll have to defend myself against bullies like you. I was never a bully. I was a nice person. Whatever. You're just judging me for my shit on my shoulder. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's that's grade A bullying, classic JoJo B. I'm gonna call you shit shoulder from now on. Wow. <laughs> and that's what's done. That's gonna that's opened up to the public. That's exactly what everyone's gonna call me. You know, uh, just put it put it out there. I don't have a shit on my shoulder. Okay, I, Teddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll pull myself together. Sorry. When you're quite finished. <clears throat> can I have a sip of my chat? Sorry, right, people. People can hear this abuse, man. It's like people when you when you hear it, like like evidently on the show, then then people can see it. I'm not even going to edit it so people can hear it firsthand. <laughs> to see this um but anyway we digress <laughs> <laughs> this is our final show of season three and so what we want to do in the second half of the show is look back on all the highlights from this epic season of the native immigrants some of because there are a lot of highlights because we've done a lot of shows and to be fair most of them have been bloody brilliant what no this is the thing so it, the hardest task so far this entire season was trying to find the best bits of this entire season. Yeah. Because uh, there's so many shows that we wanted to uh, include uh, on the second half of the show uh, because there's so much that we packed in and so much great content that we really want people to to listen to and get involved with. Um, and we had to whittle it down to five or six. Um, but that's not to say that the rest of the shows aren't incredible highlights in themselves. And so what we want really asking people to do is to listen back on the entire season back yes. to back yes because we've had some the genius thing that we did in this season was to get guests yes because you know what guests do not only do they bring their interesting stories and all of that stuff they do the heavy lifting <laughs> yeah. we don't have to say fuck all for most of the show mm. we just let them speak we yeah. ask a few questions here and there and then they will tell us their very interesting stories and anecdotes and we can just sit here Sipping our drinks mm -hmm. and going, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, for you, yeah. Then it's the bitch for me to fucking edit the whole thing later on. Or whatever. And those shows, you don't even need to edit that much because usually our guests have been so good. Yeah, they've been I say usually, I think in every every single one, you've had very little editing to do. No, no. The only editing is from you, fam, when you mess up questions and like kind of make kind of... Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, really important Playing solitaire. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. I love my guests. And I loved everything that they said, and I listened very intently. Yeah, we we like for the first two seasons, we uh, refrained from getting any guests on, and that wasn't like you know one of these things where we're not having guests on this show kind of thing. It's just that every week we had something that we wanted to talk about and something that we really wanted to discuss. And so when it came to a point that we should get a guest on, we need to get guests on. Two whole seasons went, uh, and we'd already packed so much content into that time. We're really bad at organising these things. Yeah, we you need to give people some notice as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were like the day before. Uh, excuse me, uh, oh, Sultan Brunei. Yeah. Can you uh, come and watch over, lad, and yes. talk about your thing? Um, Yeah, so we couldn't really do that. So, uh, you know, trying to organize and then trying to work amongst people's schedules and stuff has been challenging and difficult. But we've managed to get some awesome guests on this show this season and we'll continue to do that into our next season season four where it's going to happen we've decided obviously yes and i've already made a list of people that i want yeah exactly um so we'll be looking to you know introducing bigger and much better things on the show as in general uh and making it a lot more innovative and fun and you know i'll try and get with the times Yeah. yeah exactly um but, uh, but you know, the main thing, obviously, is to ensure that we deliver great content. And one thing that I feel that we haven't really gone to depths of on uh, this season is to tackle some real core issues and taboos within our community. Uh, we spoke about this, obviously, on our previous show about it's been more of a fun season because of everything that's going on in the world. Although, I want to stop you right there, love. Right. We, having reviewed lots of clips of things that we wanted to kind of share and look back on. We've actually done quite a lot of heavy shit. (laughs) It's not really that light. But what we have done is we've kind of expanded beyond the, the more kind of, not obvious, but the ones that were most salient in our community, the ones that were the most kind of um, important for us to tackle at the beginning mm. to other things that we can then discuss. Yeah, I think what it would be really good to do next is to review some of those ones that we did talk about. Absolutely, and yeah. And see if we've moved on. Yeah, because that would have been a whole like three years since those initial shows came out. And so much has happened in that time, obviously within our communities, but obviously in a much wider world as well. Uh, so yeah, it'd be great to readdress some of those key topics and issues that we discussed. Uh, and so you hear a lot more of that in season four. But we haven't finished season three just yet. No, we have not. This is our final show. It is. So we will be talking in the second half of the show about those highlights. But also what's coming up on this half of the show. Well, we've asked for it for the entire season. Hmm. Right at the end of the season. Hmm. We've got another review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much to everyone that has sent in reviews. Uh, we ask, uh, well, I say we ask all the time. We've, We're rubbish at asking. Yeah, yeah. we haven't really asked as much as we would like to. Yes. Um, and it was one of those things that we spoke about. And it's literally every show in season one to get people to send us a review and a rating on Apple. Because uh, then it will help us get you know higher up the algorithm charts. 
um, and get us heard and seen. And also, it will let us know if we're doing the right thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know. It'll, uh, yeah. It's almost like a, a a reaffirmation for us, basically. To keep the school analogy going, it's like a school report. Yes. Exactly. The native immigrants are performing very well. They C don't plus. listen very well, though. So they could work on that. Yes. That kind of bullshit. C, you know? C plus B you know? minus kind of thing. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah. Rate us. Grade yeah. us. Grade us. Exactly. Let us know. You know, let us know what you think. Because we hear great reviews from people uh, from on social media uh, telling us what we're doing such an amazing job as such. Just do the same thing and replicate that on uh, Apple. And that would be go. really lovely. We would very much appreciate if you could uh, do all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And subscribe. Subscribe, exactly. Subscribe to us on Apple and on Spotify and on SoundCloud and on Google. All the places you can listen Everything. to us. I mean, usually it's just clicking the heart, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So just do that. Exactly. Thank easy as. Much. And also easy as is writing reviews. So we got a brand new one coming. Uh, apologies, because this actually came in a week and a bit ago. And we didn't get in time to speak about it last week because of the amazing interview with the awesome Apache Indian. Yeah. Thank you so much to everyone that listened to that show. Like one of our most favorite episodes ever. Yes. And if you don't know why, go back and listen to it. But this is from Onks, who gave us a five-star review. And he said, good people, good paneer recipe. <laughs> I mean, it, in a sen if one sentence can't sum up my whole life, uh, then I don't know, <laughs> basically. Because it's uh, as as I want it, I want this written on my epitaph. Um, as and when I go, cremation obviously would be the best. Um, you take credit for my paneer recipe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, good paneer recipe, good people. Uh, that's exactly who I am. You know, it's like a review for my uh, JoJo's Kitchen page as well, which is lovely. So it it's is like a two a half, in one, and I appreciate one. that very exactly. much. We got a double review from Onks, who's been a long time listener of our show. So thank you so much to him for his amazing review. Thank you to everyone that has given us reviews. As I said, if you please continue to do so uh, between now and the start of next season, then by the time our first episode comes out in season four, we'll discuss you at length on there with all your reviews and mention you and thank you and show you praise and love you. So please and then someone might, do so. And someone might pay us because they'll see all of the praise and they'll be like, you know what? These people are good to invest in. Let's pay them yeah. and let's make sure they can make this their living and good things will happen. I'm manifesting it. I'm saying it out to the universe. Mm. And then maybe, I'm sure I've manifested this before and it hasn't actually happened. I mean, you, you said like, I want to, to win the lottery and I want a, a holiday home in the Bahamas. And you've tried <laughs> to put this out there. And I'm literally still, you know, waiting for this. And The universe doesn't want to hear me. Mm. But maybe one day. So okay. there we go. Anyways, one of the things that we ask people to do in the run up to this week with our final show it's something that we've never really done before. Mm -hmm. And again, that's because we're stuck in the past uh, in terms of the times and social media. We have a couple of old people. Yes, we are. Um, and so what we wanted to do is to get people to ask us the questions. Oh, no. What do people want to hear from us? No. Why not? Because they will ask us inappropriate things. Well, we did Personal get... Personal things. Yeah. Well, we did say within reason, we can answer anything you ask us. Within reason with a massive asterisk, obviously. Um, because there was a couple of questions that came through to us and we can't really answer them. You know who you are. Yeah, and mind your own business. Exactly. Uh, we want to keep things nice and clean on this show. Well... 
Well, yeah, okay. Uh, but <laughs> things not too personal. But we did get some great questions come through. I put this out on our Instagram, on our Twitter, and people go back to us wanting to ask us some questions. And so these are the questions that we're going to be addressing right now. <laughs> Tension. All right, so we got a question from Priyan Patel, who's a listener of the show. And he said, what is your favorite thing to do when you get free time? <laughs> oh, God. What? I've seen that smirk on your face. <laughs> um, I, I will say from my point of view, because I'm a professional and I deal with questions professionally without any debauchery involved. Uh, I like to watch wrestling. <laughs> but I think people people know these kind of things from me. You don't. I don't need to keep reiterating them and stuff. You know, free time at the moment is such a a, a godsend because there's so minimal of it these days. Like from a day's worth of working and then, um, such as this week, doing the podcast in the evenings, eating, and then by the time Bubs goes to sleep. We literally have like an hour or two, maybe at the end of the day. And by that point, you literally have no time to think of anything to do or, you know, have the capacity to want to do anything out of the ordinary. And so you are basically just watching, you know, bland TV and stuff just to while away the time. You make us sound so boring. But Tell also, us what you do. Tell us it's, it. You it's the it. truth. It's the truth. That's what we like to do. He'll sit in one room and watch wrestling. I'll sit in another room because we want nothing to do with each other by the end of the day because we've seen each other all day long. Mm. And I will watch shitty Christmas films currently mm. uh, on Netflix. Before that, it was just binge watching loads of the TV. Sometimes I read. Mm. Mostly I watch <clears> shit TV. Um, I'm currently watching Christmas films, right. Dawson's Creek and Moesha. So basically, I'm reliving my teenage years. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Readdressing how old you actually are. Um, uh, but I think, I think what, Brian's asking what's our favourite thing to do. So I think favourite-wise, um, it would probably be watching, I don't know, like one of the kind of game shows we watch or something. Uh, Only Connect Only or Connect. Mandalorian. Mandalorian is, like is that Friday my favourite thing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have a Friday night fake away. Yeah, yeah exactly. I exactly. make something lovely to eat and then we sit down. Bob's has gone to bed and we watch Mandalorian. Mm. And the child is so cute. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, with no spoilers, obviously, if anyone that is watching Mandalorian, the last episode was epic. Um, so yeah, thank you so much to Brian for your question. We also got a question come through from the Culture Shock Girls. Great podcast. Make sure you go out and listen to that as well. Indeed. Because um, there's some awesome content on their show. And they asked, how do you guys prevent arguments working together on the podcast? The answer to, that. answer to this. Yes, we don't. We argue before, during, and after. Yes. Um, it basically comes back down to this whole editing thing that I take care of every <laughs> single week. So you don't get a chance to hear the actual conversations that me and Jojo B have on <laughs> a weekly basis. The shit we say to each other in between and like the just the the pure anger that we feel towards each other while recording. <laughs> There's a reason why we don't have a radio show currently, okay? It's because and there's a reason we why we've never done an Instagram live together. Exactly. Um, one, because we can't be asked to like make ourselves up to look presentable on screen. And two, because 
us live will not work because we just argue and get pissy with each other, get mardy with each other. Like over the course of the conversation, it will start off one way and then go into a completely different tangent because of an argument. <laughs> and like by the end of it, we're, you know, we're, it's, a, it's an emotional roller coaster of anger. Um, that but then surfaces. we always kiss and make up at the end. Yeah, nice. exactly. But well, people... usually, sometimes he'll just put his headphones on and start editing, and I'll stomp off to the other room. Yeah. Um, but yes, lots of arguing. How how can we prevent the arguments? Um, I we think... can't. This is part of our marriage. That's who we are. It is. It is who we are. Um, it has actually brought the best out of us for this show because we get very passionate about the things that we do speak about. Yeah. Um, and so everything that you see is what you get from us. Um, and I think that kind of works part and parcel with with our life in general. I, I think if people would be dissuaded from listening to the show if they heard us arguing all the time over the course of the show. Um, and so there is times that I've had to edit or stop a show, basically, when we're in the middle of a heated discussion. Like, Why the fuck did you say that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can't <laughs> fucking say that kind of shit on the show. What the fuck's wrong with you, bruv? Um, you know, this is the kind of thing Jojo B says to me. Um, oh, so the, times that I've, the number of times I've heard that from him. From him. Yeah. Well, and also, most of that first season, most of those shows started with an argument before we actually sat down to to do the show. I was really ill. I was really sick. So that was my excuse for that. Yeah, and obviously Jojo B, a sick Jojo B, is not the nicest person to be around as well at the same time. So no. yeah, there was a, a lot of tension, tension in the it's room. It's not all my fault though. Fuck off! You're the, you've got such a such a mood about you, such a mardos. Honestly, mm. sometimes not all the time. That's why I'm still married to him. But sometimes, right. look at his face. He, honestly, if you could see his face right now, he's like, no, why just, are you airing me out? I'm not. I'm not even thinking about the whole that point of view. I'm thinking, how much of this do I have to then go out and edit later on in the show when you start to get into a proper argument? All right, okay. So you're just gonna edit out all the bad bits about yourself. And there is no bad bits about me. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm willing to let people know what I'm like. I, I'm the first person to say what I'm like. You know what I mean? I don't hide away from the fact that yeah, I can be a bit moody sometimes, and yeah, I can be a bit short-tempered sometimes. Uh, and that comes across uh, on our show on some occasions and some not because I edit them out. <laughs> so I wouldn't really like that when I'm PMTing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- <laughs> thank you so much to the Culture Shock girls uh, for that question. Uh, and for pr- nearly calling, causing an argument. Thanks very arg- much, girls. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Thanks, thanks ladies. Thanks. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's 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 very, very difficult for us to prevent arguments. And I think the longer the shows have gone on, I think we've just become a little bit more aware of our conversations on here uh, and, and not to take it in a direction where it can get potentially heated. Um, yes. But, you know, and a lot of the time, you know, which is actually really... Um, surprising to me is um, a lot of the debates and the things that we've spoken about over the course of those these three seasons we've actually agreed on a lot of this stuff love this is why we're married though because we think on the same wavelength we might say it differently but we have the same thought process generally yeah um and so you, you you haven't got those kind of real passionate arguments on the show um, like you may have done in sort of the first few season, first few episodes of season one, where there was a lot of that. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think it just it just comes from longevity. I think is the way of preventing uh, arguments from and, our side. And our arguments are petty bullshit arguments. Yeah. So you get over those quite quickly. Exactly. So you, we argue, but we get over it. Exactly, because there has to be another show the following week, and so we have to make up before then to ensure we give you the right content. Because that's what we live for, not just because we're married and we love each other. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a that's secondary shit. <laughs> um, right, question from 
at Ash Gadvi. Oh, God. Uh, who said, what is my favorite color? I mean, I think, okay, so there's some questions that I just didn't want to include on the show because I was just like, they're just not really relevant and too um, deeply personal into our own lives. But I had to include this so people can see what, what I'm dealing with here. So um, this is the shittiest question yeah. of the week award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it's definitely up there. Um, well done, bro. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, what is his favorite color? Um, black, isn't it? Everything is black. Everything Wasn't his is bedroom black. Like his bedroom black. is black, yeah. His bedroom is black. Although, but also because he's like, uh, you know, like a, you know, Gujarati and a proper, like, you know, a, a stereotypical Gujarati who's really tight with his money. Hmm. So I think green is probably his favorite color um, because that's the color of Noto, isn't it? But that's America. Oh, uh, yeah. What's the color? What's the color of, what's the color of Pese here then? So 10 pounds, like brown. His favorite color is brown because he's a typical <laughs> Gujarati uh, loving Hindu patriot. There you go. Like orangey brown, gingery brown. Gingery brown. Um, okay, yes, I can see that. He has, used to have that color fringe when I met yeah, him. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, he went to this kind of like emo uh, goth kind of red hair phase uh, that died down very, very but quickly. I think he was like ginger by the time I met him. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. wasn't quite red. It looked like, like Pran in, in Zinjir, <laughs> that kind of like, or you know, those kind of begums that you see, like, you know, uh, with that sort of ginger hair. Um, so, yeah. Mendy. Mendy, yeah. Mendy, Mendy yeah. Hair. It was a good look, bro. It was a good look. Bring it back in it. Bring it back, fam. Um, uh, question from Cash, uh, who says, How long does it take to record and edit a show each week? Too long wow. because we argue too much. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, I think it's, I guess it's variable depending on really the content of the show. Um, any, most of our shows can go anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours depending yes. on the things we speak about or the guests that we've obviously had on the show. It also depends on how tired we are and how many mistakes we make. Yeah, I think it's one of the things <laughs> that, okay, so we only get a chance to record the shows now late in the evenings. It is currently, I'll tell you what time it is. It is 22.56. Yeah, as so we record. almost 11 o'clock, basically. The show is going out the next day. So we only get a chance to record this week's show um, the day before. Um, and that's because of life parenting working yeah. and last um, week you were editing like till three o'clock in the morning yeah obviously we had a long interview with apache that was two hours long and so it, it's not even about the editing process i then have to listen to the whole show um and just go through and make sure that it's all clean and it's um there's not been any audio fuck ups and exactly things. uh and you know to alleviate all these ums and ahs sometimes although i end up leaving most of them in because it's just us um, and that's how, you know, we That's talk. how we speak. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so uh, so that takes a little while to to go through and edit. So the the sh recording the show is the easy part. I think that can take anywhere. We, we most of the time do this all in like one or two takes uh, each week. The edit is probably the longest because if you've got a two hour show, it's not a two-hour edit. It's two hours of listening to the whole show and then stopping and starting it and editing little bits out, cutting, pasting. So that can be an additional hour on Sound top of that. Effects. Sound effects. yeah. All those little like boomerang shit that I put in there to jazz the show up. So yeah, that, that's probably the more time-consuming uh, part of it. And that's what it comes back to when we were talking about uh, what's the point of still doing this show because recording the show, finding the time for it, editing it late hours into the night... Is it really worth the time? Is it really worth the effort? Uh, we're still always still questioning that sometimes to this day. But sometimes, yeah. But you know, we still we love what we do. You know, we love delivering this show. We love giving this out 
to our audience. Um, and it's also a lot of it is therapeutic for ourselves, you know. So um, we'll continue to do that into season four as standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my boy Nick, another uh, long time listener of the show, yeah. who's asked, can Jojo feature in one of your tracks for 2021? I'm sure she can pick up the rapping. No. All I'll say to you, Nick, is <laughs> no. the same thing I will say to Apache Indian on last week's show, who said that Jojo B could be an amazing singer. Please do not encourage this. Uh, I don't recommend it. Not for my ears <laughs> or yours. Um, rapping, I am no, rapping. an amazing hype woman. She's an amazing hype woman. I'm not going to, even I can't take that away from her um, because she can back me up on my bars when it comes to the ad libs. Uh, I think singing aside, rapping's probably a little bit more realistic. For Jojo B. Although I'm, I'm, I did sing at City Hall in Newcastle as a child. I was on stage singing. I mean, if any of you people that are listening were around to hear that, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. What Sometime I actually went in the down. early 90s, I think it was. Mm. Also played Steel Pans. I used to be in a Steel Pan band and I played right. Steel Pans there. And on TV. My TV telephone. Anyway, carry on. But I, I could, you know, I could write a verse for Jojo B maybe to feature in one of my but tunes and no. stuff and get it to spit it. I thought, maybe, you know, Nick might have something here, you know. No, you're Native just going to do it to torture me. The collaboration, Mate. like next year. It, there's, there's no reason why you can't. Um, all I'll say, Nick, is I'm not putting it off the table. If any one of us is basically going to, like, you know, nip this in the bud before it actually happens, that's going to be Jojo B. Mm. So, um yeah, but all I'll say from my side is watch this space because you literally never know. I can probably almost 98.9%. There's a small chance, but 98.9%, I would say, I can confirm that that would be a no. Right. There's, that There's always small, one spoil sport in it. Yeah. Small percentage that maybe. Right. Okay. Well, okay. Well, there you go. If that's not vague, then I don't know what is. <laughs> um Shout to Ben Seni, the boys on their podcast as well. Another great podcast. Make sure you listen out for them. They're actually finishing the same day we are for this season. We're both all going out Aww. together. All guns are blazing. Because school's finished. Exactly. Oh, this is like, you know what this is? What? This is like, you know, like at the end of term, you used to get to take in board games to, <laughs> to school. Right. Yeah, this like is what a this mufti is. day or yeah, whatever this is what this is what this is. We are playing games. Playing like, games. Asking questions. Playing games with each other. Uh, quit playing games with my heart, man, you know. Okay, so you're going to ask a question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you're going to ask a question. Yeah, well, I'm not going to ask a question. They've asked a question. Okay, but you were going to like read it out aloud. I was, yeah, exactly. So they've asked, what are your challenges of podcasting? Each other. <laughs> yeah, each other being the uh, key aspect of it. We are our own worst enemies. Yes, we secretly um, hate each other. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, it's, it's not it's, even that much of a secret, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, it's one of the only things that are evident every week on our show, to be fair. Um, <gasps> oh. Our distaste and loathing of each other. No, we don't. But, but we do for you guys. I think for us, specifically for us, the challenges are uh, putting this show together each week is a massive challenge. Because uh, if you guys didn't know, we're parents. And we're tired. We're, we're tired. Um, we're, we're, you know, we're working from home. Oh, I am and stuff anyway. I'm not um, working. Well, he doesn't class my job as a real job. I mean, no, it, you know, being a mum, being a mum is a full time mum <laughs> is a job. 
Lionheart. <laughs> I love finding him up with that. Yeah. You don't think I do a real job, do you? You think that cooking and cleaning your shit is not good enough? You think that looking after your son is not good enough? I love just throwing that in there every now and again. It's Thanks really a lot, fun. Culture Shock. That is really fun. Look and see what we've done. See what you guys have opened up. Feminism. Yeah. No, it's honestly... Uh, it's yeah, we're just tired. I think that that is the main thing, isn't it? That like we're just kind of like it's a long, it's a really long day. Because <laughs> uh, usually, I, what I would, what we used to do in the first season was we used to record the shows over the weekend when we both finished work. We'd have a lot of free time, and we'd have enough time to basically edit the show. I think we, I'm sure the show was out on Wednesdays and stuff in the first season. Uh, and then we had to move it to Thursdays because we don't get a chance to record the show sometimes until Monday late night or Tuesday late night, at this point the night before. So it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's it can really vary from day to day um, in terms of when we get a chance to record because of our life and because of parenting. Uh, so that's that's a massive, massive challenge for us. We were both about to speak at the same time and then looked at each other like, what are you going to say next? Kind of look. What, I wish you could bombshell. see our looks, but then at the same time, I'm really glad that you can't because I'm in my joggers. Um, and my hair's a mess. Um, but I was about to say also promoing then is also a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. the show drops at 12, which is the time when I'm feeding our bubs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very difficult. Then it's his bedtime. And then then it's my lunchtime. And so then it gets very difficult for me to do Yeah, there's maybe promo. something that we might need to change for next year. Uh, at the time, we, we've always dropped the show at, at midday. It's, it's always worked for us. Uh, and everyone listens to the show from their lunchtimes and their commutes uh, and being at work or whatever through the day so yeah it's always been great that way but it is a problem in terms of us then being able to promo it market it push it uh so that might be something we need to change going forward um challenge outside of that has been getting the support of our own community which is something that we spoke about last week with apache indian uh something that we've spoken about on previous shows you know our show is a show that focuses on issues within our community so as much as we get an amazing listenership from loads of people outside of our own communities you know it is something that we want and we need our communities to get behind it because this is what we want we want progress and we want change and there's so many instances of our culture that do need addressing but it can't happen unless we all collectively go forward and make that change and unless we get that support from our own people how is that even going to you know manifest itself how are we even going to move forward and so you know trying to get that support from our community sometimes feels like extracting blood from a stone and so you've got to work that much harder to get people to listen to your shows obviously we're in a massive market now where there's so many different podcasts so much different content and so you know you're swimming amongst the sharks just trying to get yourself heard as well at the same time but, you know, we've been doing this show for a long time. We've got some awesome guests on the show. I feel what we're doing is some amazing stuff. And, you know, all we want is to get more people to listen to this and, and more people to interact and discuss. And we want to open up that dialogue with everybody. But, you know, getting support from our own people, whether it's podcasts, whether it's music, whether it's television, whether it's literature, whether it's the theatrical arts, everything we did in creative space it seems to be a real, like, chore. <laughs> yeah, I think because, like, and I said this with Apache last week, it's just that we're brought up to compete yeah. rather than support each other. And so um, that's why we try and 
whenever there is a, a new podcast out there that and and, the, and we come across it, we try and you know listen in and support yeah, and do what we can and build those bridges because actually, like we all we're all in this together and we're yeah. all trying to do the same thing, which is get our voices heard for a community that hasn't really talked about a lot of the issues that we all discuss and yeah, across exactly. our all, all our podcasts. We don't. We don't hear people talking about those on a regular basis. Yes. And so it's it's creating that kind of environment of support, not only within our podcasting community, but also beyond that within our South Asian community where everybody needs to learn to actually support a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because we could be talking about anything and everything. And we do a lot of the time, you know, but then we, we just be any other podcast. You know, it's important to us to discuss these things and it's important for us to tackle these subjects because they're so um, they're so significantly important to us culturally as well as personally. And so unless we talk about these things, who else is going to talk about them? And these are things that are happening throughout all our communities and yet everything's being brushed under the carpet. We need to speak about these things and we need to tackle them head on. Mm. And so... If, if mainstream television, if mainstream radio platforms, all these places aren't going to do it, then it's up to people like us to instill that and make that change. And so it can only happen if we all get behind it together. We progress together. And so with our show, all we, all we hope and wish for next season is to get more people to listen, more people to engage. Um, and with that, hopefully, we can start to see changes amongst our everyday life in our community, whether it's mentalities, whether it's cultural thing. It, it is something that we need to move forward with collectively. Otherwise, we're not going to happen. It's going to be just as stagnant and we're going to be years and years and years without any progress. So, yeah, it's it's challenging times, challenging doing the podcast, but we do it because we love it and because we want to see us all move forward and progress. Yeah. Indeed. Summed up very nicely, love. There you go. Thank you to everyone that sent us questions. Um, I hope we got a chance to uh, answer all the ones that we wanted to answer here today with what you were after. Uh, so what's been happening this week, though, Jojo B? Now, you... I've had a busy week. Yeah, you've been featured on a couple of shows this week. Do tell. I have indeed. So, uh, firstly, I um, spoke to Rena from the Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect podcast. Shout out to Rena. Yeah. Um, and I've been on her podcast a, a few times now. It's a great listen. And she always tackles really interesting topics. And this week, her topic is the perfect number for a family so like what's the perfect family size mm, okay. and she's talking to people who've got various different size families and she wanted to talk to me about our decision to keep it to one child oh, and what it is like to have an only child and you know the reasoning behind all of that um and it was really it was such an interesting conversation and it's one that i realized that we don't really talk about within our community mm. this choice of this decision to only have one child or to have no children yeah. you know to keep it to a small number um is is something that you know we don't really talk about everyone's always like just have kids have yeah, loads of them. Exactly, exactly. have a breed a brood even have a breed, have a breed. <laughs> <laughs> you can go and have a breed, breed to, to brood. create a brood breed to brood yeah um so that was really interesting and that will be out this week um and then i did my very first instagram live look at this i on some makeup Look and I like got all like dressed in real clothes and not you know t-shirts and joggers and things yep. um and 
I did an Instagram live with my friend and personal trainer, Ush, who is Push with Ush. Yes, indeed. Online. Um, and you follow her? Yes. And we talked about um, all the stuff that has happened in terms of pregnancy. So my high premises, my postnatal health, mental health issues. We just talked about all of that and, and how, because she's my personal fi- uh, personal trainer, yeah. how my fitness actually worked in that in terms of my road to recovery Mm. again very interesting it was meant to be half an hour went way past that (laughs) because i love to talk standard um it was it was really really fun i was so nervous though i'm so nervous that you just told me off of something yeah because she called our podcast the native immigrants podcast (laughs) i'm so sorry why don't you just say like let's go holiday in ceylon or something (laughs) do you mean or i want to go check out prussia like, let's go to Bombay for you know to <laughs> see the first city. Thing he said to me about it's it, and, like, and, I, and I was like, "Oh, did you this... watch the rest of it?" Because he was out at the time, so I was like, "Did you watch the rest of it?" And he was like, "No, I just switched off after that." Yeah, because I have no, I have no respect uh, for anyone that has a podcast that doesn't even know the name of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was really nervous, and we talked about the podcast right at the beginning, and I was so nervous because I, if if you don't know this already, I might talk a lot, but I really don't like having a camera in my face. I don't like being on yeah, camera. Yeah, no, shout to Ush because I've been trying to convince Jojo B to do IG lives in the past, and she's like, I'm never doing an IG live no. because I don't want my face on camera. And then and Ush is like, can we do uh, this show on IG live? Yeah, sure, no worries, no problem at all. <laughs> absolutely, I just slapped some makeup on, it's absolutely fine. Oh my God. Like, I wore this amazing pink lipstick that I got that I'd never get to wear and I was so happy to wear it. <laughs> but anyway, respect to you, Ush, for, for getting her to Thank do this so because much. I've been trying for ages and she's just not on it. And so I see how you ladies all stick together, you know, help each other out. No, do you know what? Ush has been such a, a lifeline for me yeah, this year. Absolutely. And I started this year in a really bad place. And with the help of her and my therapist and just lots of time spent trying to kind of confront my own demons shall we say um i have managed to end this year in a much better place and i'm very thankful to for to ush for everything that she's done and if i could do this little bit for her yes i was happy to do that and you know and i love to educate on things like high premises which mm. need to be spoken about 100%. No, yeah. Make sure you listen back to that interview. You can watch back that interview. You can interview watch it. You can see my face. On uh, Ush's uh, Instagrams. And that's at Push with Ush. And so make sure you follow her as well. You can see my dazzling jumpers. My jumper is so good. <laughs> yeah. Because that's so the highlight good. of the conversation. No, but it's, it's like an added benefit of being able to... My jumper is a really good jumper. Okay. right. It's, it's quite snazzy, to be fair. Yeah, so shout to Ush, uh, shout to Rina as well. Make sure you go out and support both of them on their projects. And support my project, God Save the King, with my bro Zahir. That was also out this past week. And it's been getting a huge amount of love, not so much in the UK, although we've been getting some UK love as well. But stateside, people are loving it. Uh, you know, it's obviously the American market is massive for pro wrestling. It's uh, a track that's dedicated to the NWA world champion Nick Aldis, who is a British wrestler, but is American based. They love him out in the States and they are loving this track. And so just recently this past week, it was featured on the NWA podcast out in America, which was awesome to hear. It's on my social media. Make sure you go out and check that out. Um, but yeah, shout to the boys, Dr. Robert Stinson and Gary Horn, two amazing 
amazing hosts of the NWA podcast uh, that talks about all things National Wrestling Alliance. And you might even hear us on a future episode of this show. Exciting. Exciting times. But if you haven't heard the track yet, make sure you go out. It's on Spotify, all your streaming platforms. The video is out now on Nick Aldis's YouTube account page as well. So, yeah, we're all things rock and wrestling right now uh, and musically. So, yeah, you'll be hearing more stuff from me and Zaheer next year. But in the meantime, check out God Save the King. Go out and support it. Go out and support everyone. Just support, for fuck's sake. Just Do you know what I mean? be lovely. Yeah. Yes. If that's, yeah, exactly. If that's how we'll end this half of the show, then hopefully you all have listened. Uh, but that is actually it from this half of the show. Um, on the second half of this show, we're going to be talking all the highlights for us of season three of The Native Immigrants. See you on the other side, people. second half of the native immigrants i'm swami barakas and i'm jojo b saying that for the final time this season the end but we're here to cheer you up as we'll be looking at the highlights of season three a season i guess that gets defined i guess primarily for our perspective Mm. with the introduction of guests yes Guests have been a massive feature for us in this season uh, and a massive plus for us as well. We've got a chance to hear some awesome stories from some really awesome individuals. Yeah. And so we'll be talking about those, obviously. It, it was so difficult, like I said in the first half, to whittle this all down to five specific episodes. We've had some epic guests. Yeah. Epic guests, epic episodes. Yeah. Um, and it's been... Yeah, painstaking to to whittle these all down. And so what we don't want to do is say these are the best highlights and the rest of the shows are kind of near. Because for me, one of my favorite ever, ever shows of of the Native Immigrants was last week's show with with Apache Indian. Yeah. And that is a massive highlight for us. But I couldn't, to pick out a single clip from there and say, check out this part of the show, I think would be a massive disservice to that whole interview because it's one of those things that needs to be listened to as a whole yeah so i encourage you to listen back to last week's episode with apache indian listen to the whole interview because there's gems being dropped through the whole half of that show and it needs to be listened to in its entirety uh to reflect that um but some of the shows that we've looked back on and decided you know what this is a great moment this was an awesome moment this was a brilliant thing may not necessarily be like the the funniest clips or the the biggest jewels that are dropped um but for us there were significant shows for us um because there were Mm. things that were important to us to uh to discuss um we had obviously great guests to to um uh to reflect that and it's it's ones that i guess that can sum up this season as a whole and 2020 2020 specifically because it's to be fair it will always be summarized with what's happening currently we're still going through in the world right now yeah and that will always be known as the year of the pandemic um and you know 
everyone has like their what they can take away from this this year and, and being in lockdown i think for us um it's enabled us to actually record the show and have time to record it um where maybe wouldn't have been possible if we'd both been working quite long hours um in our respective jobs and we commuting etc we might have given into that urge to just give up yeah i think it would have just taken its toll on us physically yeah. and mentally um and so when we decided to go weekly with the show it was uh you know in the in the thought process that it would only run for as long as that lockdown period um you know endured and it was a way of so lockdown was an anxious time for everyone it was a scary time for anyone, for everyone. And this was our way of kind of taking our mind away from that Yeah. for a couple of hours a week while yeah. we recorded and just discussing something else. Sometimes we discussed the pandemic, yeah. but sometimes we were discussing other stuff. A lot of the time we were discussing other stuff and it allowed our minds to be elsewhere for that moment. Yeah. And I think that was really important for us and mm. our, you know, mental health. Yeah, it was. And I think another thing to add to those challenges that um, we got with the, with the question from the Ben Sini boys in the first half um, is that finding a different thing to speak about every week was also a challenge. Mm. And so there's a lot of times where you'd say to me, we need to talk about more of the pandemic and more of the uh, coronavirus. And I was just like, why are we keep why do we need to keep talking about that's all people are talking about right now in their normal day-to-day -day lives in their families in the work life it's the only thing they're discussing so why can't we give them a little bit of an escape from that by discussing something completely different to take their mind away from things you know so it's it was important for us to obviously still discuss what was happening in the world with um you know with the coronavirus but it was also to to show people that life still goes on and there's still so many more issues and problems and it's fun stuff as well and we can always sit back and look at that and and sort of take ourselves out of the equation and give us a little bit of an escape yeah you know so this year was about trying to give people a little bit of a you know an outside perspective on other things uh and one of those things was on episode 58 and it's something that's very important to us and we do this every single year and it's our pride special and last couple of years have been some really great shows some really awesome content uh we had kakan koreshi on one of our shows last year um talking about um you know his experiences in in pride etc um, mm -hmm. But this year was a really great show for us because we managed to get the boys from the You Don't Love Me podcast to join us. Uh, two awesome individuals, Amir and Amir, joined us. Uh, and so it was almost like a cross-pollination of podcasts because yeah. they've also got an awesome show. So make sure you go out and subscribe and listen to their shows. because It it's is some, brilliant. Yeah, at, legitimately awesome. Um, uh, but it was it was great for us to get them on the show and to talk to them about, I guess, from their perspective, um, you know, being a, a South Asian gay couple. Yeah. But one of the things that was really alarming to us when we were doing some research into our first Pride special was the levels of racism within the LGBTQ plus community because of already discriminated community of people to then discriminate amongst each other. I just found like ludicrous but we want to get their take on it and their perspective on it and here's what they had to say so by that what i mean is if you're of a darker skin tone then you're treated differently and that is particularly towards black people i can't mm. tell you the number of people uh, who i've known uh, that are gay south asians that turn their noses up at gay black people 
And, you know, for, for reasons that I don't even wish to, you know, discuss because I think it's disgusting. And, you know, they're no longer part of my uh, life as, as a result of the things that they've said. But, you know, because of the, the British Empire, the colonial period, colorism is, is so heavily ingrained. You know, Absolutely. you guys know all about yeah. fair and lovely yeah. and the lighter yeah. you are, the prettier you are. You know, black people... Um, are discriminated against even amongst South Asians. And, you know, that's a real issue. I mean, I know that the Black Lives Matter movement is really gaining momentum at this uh, at this mm-hmm. moment in time. And, you know, there's a lot of talk on uh, discrimination against black people by uh, white people. But, you know, that that's, it problem does persist within the queer South Asian space as well and the South Asian space in general. Thank you to the You Don't Love Me boys for that because it was so enlightening to mm. hear it from their own perspective, to the things that they've seen. So in our very first Pride special, we talked about racism towards South Asian people in, within the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. But this was about South Asians being discriminatory to other races, to specifically yeah. the to black people and how that just... I mean, we uh, we had our minds blown in when we did the research for that first episode. Yeah. And then we had our minds blown again when it came to this episode, hearing that people who are discriminated against discriminate against other people who then discriminate against other people. And it just it continues and it just yeah, gets worse. And it just is it's unbelievable. But this is what this year was about. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was about opening our eyes to this this kind of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and. People did listen to that show uh, in masses as well. It's actually one of our most listened to shows ever. So massive respect to the LGBTQ plus community uh, for listening in. You see, this we is love thing. you guys. Yeah, awesome community of people. And they really go out and support each other. Why can't the South Asian community do the same, fam? <laughs> do you know what I mean? For fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, shout to the boys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on our show. And who knows, we might open up that conversation again in one of our future Pride specials. It was so lovely. Such great guests. Yeah, lovely guests, lovely guys. Make sure you go out and support their podcast as well. Um, now, <laughs> a topic that came out of nowhere this season. Um, and when I say out of nowhere, like <laughs> left field, it couldn't be so far left. I'm going to take credit for this. I mean, yeah, fair play, fair play. I will give you that. You know what? I will, yeah. I will give you that. Yeah, uh, Jojo B. Well, you have to because it was my idea. Uh, right. So <laughs> this season, we decided to get a little bit more risque and a bit more personal on some subjects on our shows. We did one show about Asian dating where we talked about the Asian dating scene, what it's really like to be in the midst of it, you know? And our experience within that scene. Exactly. A long time ago. Very much so. Um, But what that show did was it basically like opened our minds up a little bit more on what we can uh, and can't talk about on this show. And then we realized there is literally nothing that we can't talk about. We can go full ham. And these are still all subjects that are very much taboo still within our community. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and so one of the biggest taboos, uh, one of the biggest risque subjects within our community is and will always be sex. And on the appropriately numbered episode 69, (laughs) um, we out of nowhere decided to change the course of the show mid conversation and change the whole topic towards sex instead of the show that we were supposed to put out that week yes 
Uh, and so um, we focus an entire show on not only our experiences of sex, uh, what it's like. I mean, we don't us. go into too much detail yeah, exactly, about those yeah. experiences. Come on. If people, if that's what people expected from us, apologies for. It's not like an uh, erotic podcast. Come yeah, on. exactly. Um, so what we did instead was just to talk about what it's like for us as a married couple, the uh, the pressures of of sex and how it how it was before and after marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and here is me talking about those experiences firsthand. Like so, I obviously I was a virgin before we got married, um, <laughs> and so like you know the first the first time I had sex was on my suhagrat, and I, that's where I broke my cherry um, with, for the first time. Oh my um, god! And so yeah, so I don't imagine know. Imagine if all I that. believe that shit. Imagine it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think it's um, it's safe to say we both had sex before marriage. Yes, uh, not just with each other. Yes, um, and and so these things, like I, I know I could talk to my mum about these kind of things. It, it was a re- you know initially like she wasn't happy about a lot of this stuff, mm. but um, but you know with you know I would tell her to a certain extent, you know, with people that I've been going out with and stuff, but. Other people, not so much. You know, um, <laughs> you know like obviously, like man's hookups and things, but it's all good, you know, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a married man now, younger me, different me, right? Yes, I um, don't want to hear numbers. We've not discussed numbers. Yeah, because we decided not to I don't do want to know. Yeah, I think sometimes you know those things are like you know they're they're personal things that happen in my life, and I think either one of us would be like you know we just that's that's your time, that's your thing, things you got up to, it's all yeah. bless. We're married now. We don't need to know. Exactly. You know, if if you and if you're in a marriage that talks about these things openly, amazing for you. Honestly, I'm I'm very very happy to see this. Yeah, you know? I just feel like sometimes you have to keep a little bit for yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the thought that you were a virgin before we got married. You mean you are you you got lucky there, lady? There's not too many people that get married to a thirty odd thirty year old. Uh, virgin, um, you know that time of my life, and you weren't a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fortunately, I was not. Much to the uh, shock of your parents, when I had to let them know. What? Uh, <laughs> can you imagine me having that conversation with your dad? Uh, sorry, uh, sir. I just want to let you know, uh, I'm not of the virgin. Um, you know. I put it about. I put it about yeah. Um, yes, no, neither of us were, and you know that's fine. We we just opened up and we told you about our lives and how it is. We talked about parenting, sex after parenting. Yeah, there's a whole different board board game, ball game, whole different board game. Yeah, <laughs> let me just let me just put my piece <laughs> along this penis shaped ladder, <laughs> and then. What? Let it go down this snake-shaped fellatio. What? What? Anyway, um, yes, board game, ball game, whatever. Yeah. It's different, mm. um, and it's a it's a interesting listen, is what I would say. Yeah. If you yeah. want to learn more about us, then give it a sh- give it a shot. Give it a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't What's give a shit. I don't give it a shit. <laughs> Shut up, Teddy. <laughs> Why are you bringing up old shit for fam? Um, but yeah, episode 69, uh, us talking about sex. Make sure you give that show a listen. Another show that I really encourage you all to listen to is episode 55. Now, this year has been 
um, very significant because of the coronavirus and the current global pandemic. But it's also been a really important year for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, there's been a number of issues arising at the start of the year, most significantly the murder of George Floyd. And that set about protests, not just within the United States, but across the whole world, um, UK obviously included. And there's been an immense amount of solidarity amongst so many communities towards the black community. However, I felt, or we felt, just from experiencing it and, and being around that time, there wasn't as much support from our communities towards the black community during that period. There was... Or a lot of the time in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's been a long-standing issue yeah. between uh, our communities. Um, there's been a lot of prejudice, a lot of discrimination, not just obviously here in the UK, but also in um, the South Asian subcontinent as well mm -hmm. um, with um, minority black communities basically that are living there. Um, and so... This is a massive prevalent problem. It's a massive issue. And it was really important for us to speak about this and to talk about solidarity and why there really should be more from our own people to do more to support the black community during this period, during a real difficult period for their community. And some of the reasons for that is something that I explained on this clip that you listen to right now. It's easy enough to say, oh, but what have the black community done for us? Why should we be supporting them when we were going through all our turmoils over the course of the number of years? Where were the black community to support us? I'll take you all the way back to 40 plus years ago when there were a number of injustices happening in Southall, where I'm from, um, and I can talk about it from the perspective of my parents' generation, you know, we had the Southall riots of um, 79, and the number of black and Asian people that were fighting side by side against the far right, against discrimination, against oppression. It was a collective community. It was a collective thought process. And as we spoke on the last show, we were all classed as politically black in Bradford, um, the group of Asian revolutionaries there were known as the United Black Youth League. Uh, and if you look at all the T-shirts and slogans, it was always black power. They called us coloured, obviously, back in the day. We were all classed as black. And people fought side by side during the biggest core time for our people here in the UK to, to stand up against so many atrocities that were happening across that time period. Our struggles have been hand in hand being ethnic minorities here in the UK. And when your fellow ethnics are needing help, it's a call to arms for our people to stand up and walk side by side with our fellow ethnics. If there's anything that we've learned from this year, it's that we all need to come together and support one another, whether that's through the pandemic or through um, discrimination between our communities. It's, it, we need to be there for each other. We need to show support because there is strength in numbers. Yeah. And also, if you 
hear anything or you see anything that's happening within your household, amongst your friends, on your WhatsApp group chats, yeah. you need to call it out. You can't be just like, oh, I feel a bit uncomfortable about that, but I'm not going to say anything. That world doesn't exist anymore. No. We must call it out because that's the only way that things will change. Yeah. Because yeah. one person might think it's okay to say something against the black community. The next might, person might think it's okay to say something about you and your community. Exactly. It's all about standing together and saying, we're not going to put up with this shit anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. It's a, like a problem within our whole community. And it can only like be eradicated if our whole community decide to sit up and say no. Um, if there's elements of our people that are still like, well, no, you know, black people this and black people that then we're taking ourselves 20, 30, 40 years backwards. Um, and that's really not what we're about currently. We want to move forward. We need to move forward and to alleviate discrimination because we're already in a discriminated community ourselves. Why would we then do it to another community? You know, it's yeah, ridiculous. But we are here to show solidarity. We are here to support. And we encourage you all to do exactly the same as well. One of my favorite shows this year and I know we said we weren't going to pick favourites, but this was one of my favourite shows this year, mm. was the interview with Bobby Siegel. <laughs> Shout we, out to Bobby. Yeah, we are longtime fans of Bobby <laughs> and his appearance on University Challenge. Yes, indeed. And uh, we have been following him ever since. And we got the opportunity to have him on our show. And it was yeah, we, we ended up being the show for University Challenge contestants because we yeah. also had James Devine Stoneman oh, yeah, did, on an we? earlier interview on our show, which a lot of people took by surprise because they were like, well, you know, someone not of the South Asian community. But as we explained on the show, he's very much a Southall boy. Yeah. And that's what I'm about as well. So it was really important for us to get him on and talk to us about his life growing up in and around West London. But through that and from that, we got the idea of getting Bobby Siegel to appear on our show. And he was kind enough to join us. Yeah, because we thought, you know, he's not going to do our show because we're, you know, small time. He's big fish and we'll, you know, we'll never be able to get this interview in the bag. And we got it. Yep. And he was awesome. Yeah. Amazing guy. And, and, it's, and it really echoes um, a lot of the great interviews we've done this year. Everyone has been really awesome and open and the conversations have flowed and there's been no kind of, you know, like the, sometimes you get like some celebrities or people that have to stick up their ass um, and uh, only answer certain questions or want to talk about certain things. We've been really lucky that people have just been able to speak freely, speak openly. We break them down. We yeah. grind them down and they give us the truth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, shout out to all the guests we've had on the show. Uh, but yeah, especially Bobby Siegel. So we couldn't get him on the show without addressing a key problem with us. So we took part in the South Asian Heritage Month quiz that he devised. And our end score at the end of this was 23-23. We drew. We drew. All right. And I'm telling you, no one was more pissed off about this than we were because <laughs> there wasn't anyone that could take home the bragging rights it was really annoying because we we kind of excelled in different areas yeah but we still managed to get the same score exactly um and so there was no way we could let this happen and since we were having the quiz master on the show itself we got him to ask us a tiebreaker question to determine who is the true 
champion of the South Asian Heritage Month quiz. <laughs> Listen in to find out how that went. I'm currently looking at the what population of India. I'm going to click now. So the time, I won't even say the time. I'm going to click pause now. I've got a specific population of India right now, estimated population of India. I want you both to write down to the nearest person what they think the population of India is right now. I'll give you 20 seconds. You, 20 seconds. And then the person who's closest to it will win the prize. Person? To, to the person? Yeah. Oh, oh, you can just go for a round number. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, because I might, might, might be all day here trying to think, okay, <sighs> mate, this is stressful. Uh, okay. I feel like I've massively overestimated here, but what the heck? The number that's in my head. Okay, I, I've, I've also got a number. But, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so who wants to? Oh man, this is this is see that, okay first. okay so now, so yeah this is this is the this is the tricky part because you could say Jojo give the answer and she could say you know five hundred thousand I'm just saying and I could say five hundred thousand and one and if it's a little bit more than that then I've won. Well, so maybe exactly, we exactly that's right. Oh exactly. Oh okay so maybe so we should show each other our screens. At the yeah, but I need you, yeah, you, you can't change your answers. You got to have an answer right. locked down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Answer is locked. Answer is locked. Okay. Okay. You ready? Ready. Okay. Who's so. gonna say first? Ladies first. Okay. You can see my screen. You can see my screen. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. I've got one point six two five billion. And I've got one point four billion. Okay. Drum roll, please. The winner of the South Asian Heritage Month Native Immigrants Podcast Quiz. Only, I think this person here, let me work out this person's answer. This person's answer was correct to 98.6%. Wow. Wow. It is Swami. The population yes! is 1.38 yes! what? What? billion. Not big up, big do, up do, yourself. Do you know? Oh my <laughs> God. You are, you are, I'm, a, I'm telling you now, Jojo B, you will never hear the end of this. Champions, champions, ole, 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 in your fucking face. Champions, champions, ole, ole, ole. Get to fuck. Who's the champion? It's me. It's apt, obviously. You've got to win once in life, I suppose. Bruv, like, it's been a great year for me. <laughs> Liverpool won the Premier League title as well. Um, so it was apt also that I was champion of the quiz. Um, yeah, just know your role, isn't it? Know your role and shut your mouth. Yes, Um, But massive, Lucky massive guess. respect to Bobby Seagull for joining us on this show. Uh, and we look forward to having him again on a future show where you might have an opportunity to rectify your, you know, failure as a human being. I'm not even going to say anything. Whatever. Such a lucky guess. <sighs> oh, dear. You know. As if it was like an informed guesstimate. It was just a guess. Just a it. wild sour number. Grapes. Sour grapes. Sore loser sour grapes. Um... <laughs> 
this year has been very, very difficult. It's been 2020. It's been 2020. I think that's this thing. It will look back as this. Remember 2020? That and it's year. just going to be a phrase, isn't it? It's just going to be, oh my God, that's so 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why are you being so 2024? Exactly. Like, oh, why are you so 2024 blood? Yeah. Um, but it's it's been an incredibly unprecedented year. Uh, something that we, we've never experienced before. God forbid we ever experience again. Uh, we're still living in a potential transition period for however long this takes before we get back to not even normality, but just a different way of life that we were all going to have to get used to. Yeah, yeah. we have to get used to. Uh, but one thing that has come out of this year and the um, insane number of cases, not just in the UK, but globally, has been the work of the medical staff in countries across the whole world. Yeah. Um, and they've been really up against it pressure wise backs to the walls there's been a number of casualties within the staff um across the world as well and it's just been an incredibly difficult period and incredibly sad period incredibly tragic period um but we have to highlight and to champion the work of the nhs specifically here in this country um you know there was a period during lockdown where we'd all clap on the on the thursday nights and stuff i think it was about eight o'clock in the evening um which is all great and well um but what we really need to to, to showcase are the people um the people that are currently there on the front line still um having to deal with this pandemic head-on um, cases are increasing currently and so there's no real respite and people have been shifted around from different departments to um, help ease the, the the stresses of it across hospitals around the country and it's um you know it's been a real time to to really you know be proud of what we have here in the uk with the nhs and to recognize that we have for a very long time just taken it for granted yes you take for granted that you can walk into a hospital for free and get treatment by some of the best professionals in the world yeah and we just didn't appreciate it before yeah. and i think that's why the clapping started and that's why so many people were clapping was because they were like you know what we really do need to show appreciation which is all fine and good but maybe that's not the right way to show the appreciation that we should have been showing all this time yeah exactly so from the perspective of our podcast we felt the best way for us was to get the the staff themselves to talk about their experiences um, at the time during the first lockdown um, we're lucky enough to know a number of um, professionals yeah they're all people that are very dear to us they're people that, that I, my cousin my you know some of my friends yeah exactly and yeah it's the people that we we love and respect and worry for exactly yeah because this yeah these are people that are still going through um this currently in in their workplaces um and so uh it's it's a time to to really showcase the nhs really champion the nhs um and show our love towards it and appreciation towards them and so for our last clip today, we were lucky enough to be joined by Dr. Mino Viz, 
Um, and for those people who don't know Minul, she's had a massive year herself because she's now a mum. Yeah. Uh, and was pregnant during the initial lockdown. And gave birth during that time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but she was also a massive um, vocal advocate for PPE and generated a large number of interests from her protests and her work on social media to highlight that. Um, and so we got her on the show to talk about what life was like for her as a doctor on the front line and the experiences that she was going through. We see suffering on a daily basis. This is not a new thing for us. I've seen people die. I've seen people suffer. I've pe seen people even come back to be healthy when we didn't expect them to. And I've seen people turn around really quickly. I've seen all ends of the spectrum. But this is on a completely unprecedented level, unprecedented times. And none of us have the capacity to keep going for two months or three months because we will burn out. But there's a small, small part of us that just keeps us going because it's in our blood to fight. It's in our blood to fight for life. And I just want all of you to remember that in the next year, in the next two years, in the next 10 years, when you're voting for your government, when we're getting pay cuts, when you realize that doctors are not getting the, the salary they deserve or the time they deserve at home with their families, you have to speak up for us because nobody else will. We've been speaking up for ourselves for a long time and it hasn't, hasn't done anything uh, because the government has, has overpowered us. But if the public are on our side like they are now, you can see the amazing changes that, that are coming around. So that's all I'll say to, to the listeners, that just don't forget that we do this on a daily basis. Thank you to Dr. Mino for that and all of the other amazing women that we had on our show. Episode 48, yeah. listen back to that on our archives. Um, as I said, it included my cousin, who's a nurse, and um, we have to just keep appreciating and showing our appreciation to all of the medical staff um to all of the hospital and medical center staff whatever their job is because they all have a hard job at the moment yeah. all of those key workers that Minor mentioned we should be doing everything that we can to keep each other safe, to keep each other out of hospitals, to make sure that we don't spread it when we go to the supermarkets and out and about everywhere else so that we can eventually open up our economy, we can open up our businesses, and people can start living a, what you know you can call a normal life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we can only do that by heeding what they're saying, by staying at home, by by wearing our masks, by washing our hands, keeping our distance. Yeah. And that's how we will get ourselves back on track again. Yeah, exactly. Um, and hopefully a vaccine that works. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, that that could be, uh, you know, sooner rather than later, um, according to current news reports. Yeah. So, yeah, fingers crossed that there's a resolution at the end of this very, very difficult period and much love and respect to the NHS. Well, this has been an epic season of the native immigrants. Can I just say mm. that in all of those clips, you don't really hear my voice. I mean, as I know you and you're just trying this. to like erase me. Oh, I know your tactics, but let me just tell you all. I'm sure you've all been listening. I have dropped some gems across 
across this season mm. in some of those shows. Don't smirk at me, I'm love. Smirking. I have said some Too good blunt. shit, uh, right? I'm, I'm and he's gonna... smirking because he knows he won because he got to have the the clips where he spoke, right? But I said some good stuff, and so I'm just here to represent myself and say, listen to all of these shows from this season and before, and hear the wise words of Jojo B. Right. Yeah. No, well, you know, there has been some really wise words. I'm not going to discredit you at all for them. You dropped some awesome gems uh, across this whole season. Um, the reason they weren't included on this half of the show is because we encourage everyone to listen to all the shows. And so there's no point giving all your best bits here and the rest of the shows. It's just all bland like, bullshit. He tries to spin it. He tries I'm not, to spin I'm not, it. I'm trying, I'm trying to massage uh, your ego is yeah, what I'm trying to what do. Um, you know, because there is some great stuff, some great content from Jojo B, some great content on our show. And it's been, um, yeah, it's been a real, it's been a challenging year with everything that's been going on. It's been a rewarding one because we've managed to get all these shows out. It's been an immense number of shows this year, the longest season we've ever had. And it could only happen with the help and support of our listeners, our people. You know, I want to shout out and show much love and appreciation to Zaheer, who's provided the theme music for this season of the show. Next year, we'll have a new theme music and a new producer and a new uh, opening music for our show. And if we can't find anyone else, then we might force Zar to do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do the double, do the double <laughs> on, a, on our show. Um, but, you know, we, we always want to, you know, see how we can progress the show, see how we can move things forward. Um, so we, you know, if there's anything that you want to hear from us, if there's things that you feel we need to discuss, please do let us know and we'll endeavor to make that happen for season four. Um, we've got lots of things planned the things that we want to do for next year. And we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to basically roll with it, see how it goes. Yep. Um, and continue on pushing on the best content that we could possibly give you. And that's by tackling those hot topics of agenda on a week-by-week -week basis. Um, I want a massive shout-out to all the amazing guests that we've had on the show this season. Um, I could name them all, but I might just put it on our social media the next couple of days as a show of love and appreciation for everyone that's joined us on this show. It's been, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great one, Jojo B. It has. I was just thinking back to you telling me off for saying the Native Immigrants Podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. We changed our name for the right season, next season. And next season, hopefully, of the year under her belt, she'll remember what our fucking pod <laughs> her own fucking podcast is called. I'm sorry. I was tired and nervous. I didn't mean to. I mean, for someone that's had like literally the almost 80, 80 episodes of her, <laughs> of, her, of her own podcast to then be nervous and shit, it's just, I'm sorry. It's no, not good I enough. I wasn't nervous it's about talking because you know I can talk. It's just being seen while talking. Should have just like put like a brown paper bag over your face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and written the native immigrants on the podcast. Exactly. That could be your gimmick, fam. That could be like a new, like, that could be your thing, innit? Do you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> And just be the paper bag head. Yeah, exactly. You can have Charming. Your, it's a good look. Is that what you think of me? <sighs> Thank you so much <laughs> to everyone that's listened to our show this season. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been 
amazing to hear all the lovely messages of support and appreciation that we've got all the new listeners that we've had this year telling us they've been listening to our show for the first time and they're loving what we're doing uh big respect to all the other content creators across the whole globe we see you and we know how hard you work absolutely you know especially in the podcast field because it is a very uh it's it's a it's a difficult medium to uh, get people to to you know engage and listen and support and so much love and respect to you all for what you guys do um and yeah we'll be joining you all next year for more of the same. In 2021. In 2021. I don't want to say anything because I feel like we all jinxed 2020 totally. by saying it's going to be the best year ever. So let's just say, let's just see you there. Yeah. And we'll just deal with it when we get there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Stay safe. Have the best Christmases. Yes. And the best New Year celebrations in your house, on your own. Very safe. Yeah. Safe, safe. Christmases, safe New Masks Year's. Masks on and all that business. Not while you're eating, obviously. No, but just stay safe. And and just let's make the last few days of this year better than the whole of the rest of the year yeah, has exactly, been. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's been a year that feels like it's gone on for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're near the end. Let's just get I mean, over this, that. This, this speech from JJB feels like another 20 years. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Um, I'm just trying to say, stay safe. Have a great time. Stay safe. We want to see you on the other side. Yes, absolutely. Join us all for next season. Have a very safe Christmas, a very safe New Year. And we'll see you all in 2021. So from me, Swami Barakas. And me, Jojo B. Goodbye to you all. Peace. See ya. <laughs>